Hello, everyone. Welcome to Blonde Intelligence. And today, our special guest is DJ Thinking 808, the owner of the Houston Bass Runners. What's up? What's up, world? What's going on? H-Town Stand Up represents you, feel me? What's good? Okay, we're going to start out with asking you to tell us a little bit about the Houston Bass Runners. The Houston Bass Runners is a producer collective from Houston, Texas. You know, right now we got eight producers and we're doing our thing to try to represent for the whole South uh, collectively, you know, coming to bring the pain, you know. Okay, so tell me what type of services before COVID did you and your brother do? Uh, we were DJing live events. We would um, mainly weddings, certain um, Sweet 16 parties, but, you know, keeping it light on that level. And um, in-house studio work with certain artists around the Houston area. Artists like who? Uh, John Lacey, uh, DFW Tone, uh, my boy E. Wealthy. Um, a couple other cats I can't think of right at the top because I do deal with a lot of cats in between, so... You know what I'm saying? We out there, though. We out there. I know kids know about the base runners in Trapadillic around the city, so. Tell me about John Lacey. I told you before that I don't have the words to describe him. How would you describe him? Just truly musical gifted, you know what I'm saying? It's like he's a, he's a truly gifted individual, you know? Sometimes all you got to do is just put him in and around some music and just give them a little time and you're gonna you're gonna see some special things happen you know that's just the, the, the gift that the good Lord uh placed on him you know i'm just grateful to be the one that actually uh put the npc in his hands you know tell everybody what is finger drumming finger drumming is when you take a beat machine you can either do it even on a keyboard but as a drummer drums, you know, with his hands, you take your fingers and you play the parts individually over a pad, a keyboard. You can do it over a regular piano keyboard, but you play the individual drum samples as one shots and you just create your rhythms from that. You know, it's just basically playing the whole beat live with your hands, you know, spreading the pieces out evenly. Just playing. So are you saying that any regular person could finger drum? Is 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 that easy? I'm not gonna say it's that easy, but yes, any regular person can finger drum. Just like with anything, if you take time, patience, and learn, and just start slowly, and let speed be the last thing that you develop, yes, you can finger drum. Uh, I think you just simplified that because I've seen dude, and that's a hell no. <laughs> anybody can do it now like you might not be on his level of proficiency because you gotta okay yeah okay so how could i be proficient how can you be proficient you gotta stay disciplined and practice every day i would say 30 minutes every day practicing certain drum patterns you will eventually get up to part and be very nice at finger drumming you know it's like with anything else put your hours in and you're gonna get the results up you know? Okay. So I'm going to switch gears a little bit. And I'm going to ask you about 
I guess the climate, the social climate, the, I guess, social injustices, uh, being black in America. How do you feel about any of that? You know, it's very hard to, uh, you know, be a brother out here nowadays with so many things set up against you. But I think at the same time, it's an advantage. I think the only time we let it become a disadvantage is when we act like we're ignorant to it. We know things are set up against us and don't want us to win or succeed. You know, once we have a true understanding about this, then I think it brings about, it should bring about a cohesiveness with our people, period, to not let any of us get done like this. It's easier said than done, true, because you have so many intangibles in the hood that contribute to jealousy, envy, hatred that, you know, take good people out of good positions, you know, get people locked up, get people killed, you know what I'm saying? And when you compound that on top of all of that and the economic despair that's in the hood, then when you compound that with cops who come through and stereotype you and judge you and belittle you, then yeah, it's, it's creating a tension that's really not benefiting nobody in the country today, you know? But us as black people, brothers and sisters out here, you know what I'm saying? We have to use all this time to galvanize ourselves and check ourselves and just understand. Quit looking to the other side and blaming this and them. And this is for us. It's like, what else is it gonna take for us to protect us, you know what I'm saying? We can't look to nobody else to do it for us. We have to buckle down and basically just hold on. You know, we hold on. A lot of times, I don't think we'd be complaining about a lot of the injustices. You know, the injustices come because we're trying to put ourselves in systems and places that are not built and designed for us. You know, we have the power to create that for ourselves. We can we can take away the injustice by just doing for us. No, that's not. Well, you know that's an issue. Yeah, I know. I just know that's an issue, but it's something we're going to have to work through. You know, we can either say it's an issue or we can get rid of that issue. You know, it's just how about how do we want to address this thing? Okay, so tell me this, because I guess I'm going to try to put it where I don't put people on the spot. But how do you feel about the system itself when black men try to speak up and take up for other black men or movements or things like that? They get jobs taken away from them or they lose big endorsements or things like that. I mean, we see the unfairness in it. I mean, so. Yeah, we see that. How do you feel about that? I've been I've been a victim of that, not on a on a larger scale like maybe Nick Cannon, but I felt that. And one thing I could say, no matter if a person's boss, let's just say in a workforce situation, if 
Your, if you correct your boss. What does every artist need? Press, 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 and more press. Music reviews, interviews, blog articles, press releases, the Blonde Intelligence video show, the Blonde Intelligence podcast, the Blonde Intelligence blog, Blonde Intelligence music reviews. Available on Pandora, Amazon Music, Apple, YouTube, and more. Social media blasts. Build your EPK. Expand your fan base. Links to your press. For more information, visit blonde-intelligence.com. Whether he's uh, right or wrong, and regardless if he's black or white, he's not going to be, uh, he's not going to take kindly to that. And a good chance you're probably going to be looking for another job. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's just facts. It's facts. So, yeah, we can say this or that and the other, but at the end of the day, discretion is what keeps a person. Sometimes we can feel so passionately about something, but speaking out might not always be the right thing. Sometimes it's just to sit back, hold that, and take more of an action plan in the streets. You can do stuff and a lot of times a, a person's eyes ain't got to be on it to validate that you're doing good. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to always show somebody that you're doing good to do good. You ain't always got to take a stand to make it seem like you're doing good for your people. Sometimes just shut your mouth, gather your resources, and do do accordingly for your people. You know what I'm saying? And keep yourself in a position to give opportunities. If you if you sacrifice yourself for the sake of, okay, yeah, I'm I'm uplifting the people. I was speaking knowledge. But then if that gets you canceled out and you can't help nobody coming behind you, what was the real help in it? You know? Sometimes we got to we got to play the game from the gutter to the government sometimes. Sometimes we just got to know discretion is what's gonna keep us. You know what I'm saying? And we can help people do better. You know what I'm saying? But you know everybody see it a different way. That's just how I view it. Some day sometimes it's better to keep your mouth shut and do what you need to do. Okay, so tell me this. <clears throat> I know with social media mm-hmm. that you have read some of the comments, I would say that ignorant people yeah. say. So with you saying that people can rise above it, how do you deal with people like that? You don't entertain it from the jump street. You know, trolls gonna troll. You just cannot entertain that. Your your defense system has to be a lot stronger than that. I know it's easier. It's easier said than done. I know this and I understand this completely, but you cannot give entertainment to that nonsense because once you do, it takes you off your path the way you really need to go because you give a time and energy to something that's not going to benefit you. You know, like you, you just got to stay on your chosen path. Whatever you've chosen to do or feel like you've been called to do, it's going to be all kind of intangibles that try to pull you away from that. But you just cannot entertain the haters. Let the haters make you greater. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I say that all the time, and I mean that. Let the hate make you great. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how else to put it, you know? Okay. Well, I ask every guest this, so I'm going to ask you. Mm -hmm. I want you to tell me about 
your first experience with the police. If it was positive or negative. Yeah. What happened? My first experience with the police. And I ain't gonna say it was negative or positive. I was stereotyped. I was stereotyped, you know what I'm saying? But it was crazy. It was the night my uh it was the night my grandmother passed away. And I was going to take one of my relatives um home to another one of my cousins' house. And you know, I'm from a small country town, so you know the town is divided by the railroad tracks. So you know, whenever you go to the black part of town, y'all, that's always across the tracks, you feel me? So as I'm going across the tracks and I'm coming back to the other side of town. The cop pulls me over, tries to see where I'm going, woo, woo, woo. And it's just like, I understand it, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I wasn't doing nothing wrong. I mean, absolutely nothing. Maybe just because I'm coming from a, a place where you might suspect something is going on, it wasn't nothing going on, so it really wasn't no need for the stop. But it's been other times, you know, I've had cops pull guns on me for no reason, and it's just like, I know people go through far worse than that. So I think the standard should be set higher for these people to become law enforcement agents. You know, if the hours for training for a barber or hairstylist are more than a police officer, then we got a real problem out here. You know, we got a real problem. You're putting, you're giving the power for these people to, to make a judgment on somebody's lives but you're saying somebody who styles hair has to have more hours of training than this person here. I mean, it's disturbing. And it's almost like, yeah, give the greater percentage of these people the permit to go out here and basically eradicate our people because that's what we see. These people are basically taking us out. You know? It's, like, it's, it's low-key sickening to me, but, you know, at the same time, I know us being divided within our own section and community is not going to uh, make that us situation any better. You know, we got to galvanize ourselves as a people. Then we can really stand against everything that's going against. When they divide you, they can hide you. So tell me this. Do you think that police pulling guns on People is normalized now? Ooh, that's a good question. You know what I'm saying? It would seem like it because they do it so much. And, you know, we see it so much in, in the media. You know what I'm saying? We can't kind of become numb to it a little bit and just almost expect it. And it's like, it's crazy because I know a lot of black men probably feel like this. We kind of walk around feeling like at one point we know even since it's two, you probably know you're going to get a gun pulled on you by a cop way before anybody white. We know this. We know this. We're not to say that cops don't pull guns on white, but we know. And it's probably nine times out of ten going to be for something that didn't deserve or justify that. But yeah, we still going to have to witness this cop's gun pointed at us for some reason. And it's just, it's, it's like, nah, you know, it's like, nah. We, we got to do something different, you know. Well, tell me this. <clears throat> Changing the subject some. 
Yeah. How long have you been a DJ? How long have I been a DJ? I started spinning wax in like 90, 94, I want to say. I've been dabbling with the turntables a little bit before then, but I didn't have my own set. I actually went out and bought my own set, which was janky. I mean, my first DJ rig was janky, you know, but I was able to play two records and mix, you know, so I was happy. But yeah, that was about 94, about January 94. So tell me, um, this is the, the purpose of me asking that, is you have seen the evolution of hip hop. Mm-hmm. Right. What you think? What you think? What you think? For what, what I, you think? What I think? I like where it's at right now. You know what I'm saying? I think it's open for everybody. So many opportunities for artists. Like, never in a time have, like, you know, I come from the day when you go to the store, you buy a CD, a record off the record shelf of your favorite artist, but you would see kind of like a fixed amount of artists on the shelf. You know what I'm saying? Like you knew who was out at the time, you feel me? Because the shelf only got so much room, you feel me? But now with platforms like Spotify, iHeartMusic, I find new artists every day of the week. You know what I'm saying? And coming from the old school way, yeah, you, you broke new artists here and there, but it's not like today. Like, you can honestly probably make a mixtape every day of a different artist because you just got so much access to music from SoundCloud, like I say, Apple to Spotify. You can literally find somebody new every day. And that's amazing when you really get, and everybody still has the potential to grow. So when you look at that, you can't help but say that music is uh, truly evolved into a better place than where it was 20 years ago, you know? You know, a person don't even need a mainstream hit nowadays to generate income and be successful out here. So, yeah, the music business is in a beautiful place, you know. But notice I said business, music, business. A lot of artists out there, they, they missed the last part of that, you know. <laughs> hey, it's the truth, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know you told me before that you would rather work with a less talented artist than a more talented artist based on his attitude, explain it. Oh yeah, easily because, okay, say you got the more talented artist, but that ego is just through the roof, you feel me? It might be something simple that you need this artist to do, but because that ego and the attitude is so stank, all of a sudden this simple task becomes, you know what I'm saying, like, a major shit now, you feel me? Excuse my language, but then you got the the other artist who is trying, maybe not be to that level yet, but if that attitude and that work ethic is in the right place, in the end, that artist is going to get a lot farther than the one with the bad, stinky attitude because nobody's going to want to deal with them in the long term. You feel me? Everybody always would rather deal with a person who's more personable, more hospitable, more open, you know what I'm saying? No matter what you do, 
you would rather deal with somebody that has those qualities. Nobody give a damn. You can sing to the to the heavens, but your attitude is stink. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you can you can sing as mighty as you want to, but then after that, get the hell away from it. You know? Who wants that? You know? How can you build anything with a person who has the wrong attitude, has the wrong spirit, the wrong energy, all that? Like you can't be unequally yoked, you know. I guess everybody, what he's saying is, uh, he's not gonna play. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's like I'm not gonna play with you, so don't play with me. And I do. I respect everybody's time and effort. You know what I'm saying? I am the type of person I do try to like to get to the point. Now, I can be loose, and I still have my times. You know, I'm not perfect. I, I, um, I have situations I have to go through too, but at the same time. I don't want to waste nobody's time because I don't want my time wasted. That's the one resource that you can't get back. You know, I ain't going to trip about losing some money because I can make some more money. I don't, I'm not the owner and control of the time. You feel me? So I have to make precious use of that while I have access to it. You feel me? Because it can get cut off like that. Then what you going to do? Ain't nobody going to pick up your torch and carry it for you. Yeah. <laughs> No, real talk, right? (laughs) (laughs) Nobody can pick your torch up and carry it, you know what I'm saying? No. Okay, so tell me what is the future plans for the Houston Base Runners and what secret projects you got going on? Well, first of all, any secret projects, I can't tell you that, you know. <laughs> so are you saying that there are some secret projects? Yeah, they are. They actually are, you know what I'm saying? We was um uh, I actually had a meeting with the team today that went real good, you know what I'm saying? It was like it's a lot of great fellas in the uh in the whole clique, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, you know Who all in the clique? You got John Lace, brother, my brother, you feel me? You got YMEI Productions, my boy Mr., you feel me? M-I-S-T-E-R, you feel me? You got my boy Ace One, DJSR, you feel me? Straight out the uh, country with me, you feel me? Uh, Ace One actually has been down with me the longest, you feel me? Me and Ace been making music since like 2007, you know? I got Trill Clinton. I got E Wealthy and I got Juju on the beat. And who else? Am I forgetting? Somebody. I'm trying. And Monty, my mama, Kim Folk. I ain't forgot about you, Kim Folk. Money Monty, you know what I'm saying? So we all in there right now, the Houston Base Runners, you know what I'm saying? United, never divide. You know how we do What's Trapadelic Recording? Trapadelic Recording is the first label that me and Brody started. Actually, when I was um, going through a situation, you know, and I first met Brody, you know, and I first started introducing him to the NPC, he had asked me, you know, he was like, man, you don't got no name for a label or a book. You ain't never thought about putting together a label. And I was like, yeah, I kind of thought about this little name, Trapadelic, you know what I'm saying? Whoop, whoop. And he was like, man, that's dope. Let's, let's do that, you know what I'm saying? So been down with me from day one, you know, I envision Trapadelic is kind of like, seeing how good and proficient he was with the NPC, just kind of using that platform to maybe further 
finger drumming and DJing as a whole. You know, that's kind of like the idea for Trapper Doug is a home for the finger drummers. You feel me? A place where if they want to come and learn and gain valuable insight on this, Trappadelic Recordings is a place where they can get that, you know what I'm saying? Just hit us up in the email and, you know, we'll definitely get back with you, you know? Okay. So, is there anything else that you would like to tell us about Mr. DJ Thinking 808? Oh, yeah, you know, I've been pretty open with y'all. You know, you asked pretty good questions. I don't, I don't know if there's anything else I need to uh, dispose of except just keep your eyes on the Houston bass runs. <laughs> you disappointed. You will not be disappointed. Keep your eyes on the base runners. We coming, man. Like for real, we coming. You know, we gonna be out there everywhere. You know, just get ready. Get ready. All right. Tell everybody where they can find you. You can find us everything for us on social media is Trapadelic everything. You know what I'm saying? On Twitter is uh, Trapadelic underscore rec. Instagram is at Trapadelic Recordings. Uh, Facebook, the same thing. You know, everything Trapadelic. Houston Bass Runners, too. Everything Houston Bass Runners. B A S S R U N N A Z. A Z. Houston Bass Runners. You know? <laughs> Look us up. You know what I'm saying? We come. All right. Y'all heard him. Look him up. All right. Thank you for coming. Thank you, Miss Ronnie. I appreciate you uh, inviting me for the podcast. This was very <laughs> yeah, Well, I thank you for coming. All yeah. right. All right. What does every artist need? Press, 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 and more press. Music reviews, interviews, blog articles, press releases, the Blonde Intelligence video show, the Blonde Intelligence podcast, the Blonde Intelligence blog, Blonde Intelligence music reviews, available on Pandora, Amazon Music, Apple, YouTube, and more. Social media blasts, build your EPK, expand your fan base, links to your press. For more information, visit blonde-intelligence.com.